Your voice matters. 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 Today I want to welcome you to the third episode of Your Voice Matters. We'll hear Dominic talk about how he has worked to overcome his demons to become a better citizen and what his future goals are. This is the second story where we hear someone talk about how important it is to get a driver's license. I'll be honest, this is something I take for granted on a daily basis. The freedom to move around at my own pace, to see my family when I want, and how it impacts my ability to be involved in my community. Really big issue. Dominic spends time differentiating between his regrets and his remorse as he travels the road to recovery. So let's hear his story. Welcome to Your Voice Matters. Well, thank you, Tammy. It's good to meet you. (laughs) Nice to meet you, too. So I'm just going to ask you some questions uh, about yourself and and your life so we can tell folks a little bit about you. And uh, so maybe you can first tell me, how did you, how did you come to Denver Urban Matters? Uh, I originally came into Denver um, after leaving the Department of Corrections. I was placed in a halfway house, which happens to be in this neighborhood of uh, Denver Matters. And I was, I saw the advertisements, the brochures to come and ask for assistance here. So I walked over and initially, my initial project was to try and get a birth certificate. Were we able to help you get a birth certificate? Yes, the birth certificate, I I got a voucher for a birth certificate and went uh, to Denver Health and after receiving a birth certificate, um, that helped me to get a Colorado state ID. So you got your birth certificate, you got your ID, and then what happened? And then the next process that went on was I got signed up for Medicaid. Great. Then what happened? Uh, oh, well, I after about a, a couple of weeks within coming to Denver Health, I was assigned to a case manager here who uh, enrolled me in a program called Breakthrough Career Pathways Collaborative. Um, With that process, I originally, initially uh, went through a resume um, class and developed a resume to uh, start the job search process. Um, So she helped me with a resume and um, got online and started looking for jobs and it didn't take long before I was employed. I think about two months I was I found it a part-time employment and within a second week after that I found a second part-time employment so I originally was working two part-time jobs. So within two months you were working full-time? Two part-time jobs, correct. Good for you. And you're still at one of those places? I continued a full-time with one of the restaurants that I work at. So what do you do? Um, I am a all-around 
food service em, uh, employee. I do food prep. I do uh, dishwashing. We unload trucks. We uh, I work a fry a f- food frying station. Um, appetizers. How long have you been desserts? There now? I've been with the same employer for two years, to almost two and a half years. Congratulations. Okay. You happy? Yeah. That's good. It's uh. You know, over the last two and a half years, we've taken a substantial increase in pay. So I'm doing well at this point. That's fantastic. Hey, um, well, let's go back a little bit and tell me a little bit about who you are. So where are you from originally? I'm from Alamosa, Colorado. And uh, after... Roughly 30 years of marriage, I had some major difficulties in, in uh, with drug and alcohol addiction and wound up in the Department of Corrections. Um, after leaving the Department of Corrections, uh, I've been sober at this point for approximately six years. That's... Congratulations. Yes. How's it feel? Uh, it's... It's good to be putting my life back together. You know, I'm 53 years old and um, basically had to start brand new um, when I was when I left the Department of Corrections and and came through Denver Matters and the BC PC organization were probably the biggest. Uh, motivators and help at that time, uh, mentorship, the mentorship that I got, and just the constant uh, motivation that I got. That's so, so tell me, uh, <clears throat> did you want to move to Denver after you got out of the Department of Corrections? Well, I was assigned to Denver, okay. so this is uh, at this point I don't have plans to leave Denver. Um, and I'm just going to keep on doing what seems to work. Do you still have family in Alamosa? My family is in southern Colorado for the most part. I have some cousins and and whatnot here in Denver, but uh, my immediate family is in Pueblo and, and southern Colorado, Alamosa. And are you in contact with your family? Yes. Okay. Are they supportive of you and what you're doing? Uh, absolutely. You know, I. it's a, a distant support because I have grown adult children and uh, one grandchild. And um, so they are living their lives and I'm turning my life around and they're proud of that. You know, the fact that I've been successful and haven't uh, been relapsed or, or regressed for any reason. And I'm employed and at this point living on my own. Uh, tell me, what else do you do uh, other than work at your, your restaurant? Uh, well, I'm a movie fan. I like movies and for the most part, you know, attend some Alcoholics Anonymous. I attend church on a regular basis. What church do you go to? I go to the Cathedral Basilica. Okay which is in this same neighborhood uh, off of East one. Colfax, yes. And um, I 
attend counseling, private counseling, uh, twice a month, every other week, um, of my own choosing, and am potentially being discharged from my uh, DOC sentence here within the next two months. Does that mean you'll be off paper? I will be completely finished with my sentencing requirements. So then you're you're on your own and you can go where you want and do what you need. Mm, yep. So I can do that now. It's just at that point, you know, I, I have nobody else to uh, report to. Sure. So you talked a lot about you're doing counseling, you're doing AA meetings, you, those kind of things. Tell me what that does for you. There's... It helps me primarily to uh, discuss personal matters, um, the counseling, and the other, the AA, when I go, helps to uh, just be involved with others so that I can uh, try and develop a social network um, of like-minded people, people trying to stay sober, people who go through daily struggles like I do. It sounds like you've done a lot of work with your addictions. Can you tell us a little bit about what got you to that point that, that you had those problems? Well, I'm a product of the 1960s, 1970s uh, era, and frankly, there was a... Um, I don't think it's any different now than it was back back then, but uh, definitely I, as a teenager, um, left home at the age of about 16 years old, and uh, had my first, my first son was born when I was 19 years old. Um, I went through a 30-year marriage uh, to the same woman, and um, when my alcoholism complicated my life in so many different ways that that, that uh, relationship had come to a breaking point and unfortunately I wound up in the Department of Corrections and at that point I knew that it was time to change. So, so. that was your, your moment where you got some clarity. Yeah, you know, you can do a lot of thinking when you're locked up. Yeah. <laughs> How long were you in the system for? For about almost three years and I've been out for almost three years okay how did the world change while you were in and then when you came out uh I think that the society was about the same um the world changed more for me as an individual than it did for uh what was going on around me you know, that was the bigger change. It was internal and not external. Um, Did you get support inside for your addictions? I went through the programs that were required while I was in uh, incarcerated, yes. Did that help you when you got out? It was a stepping stone to preparing to get out um, a program that helped you look at errors in thinking and uh, errors, you know, recognizing the difference between behavior and thinking and um, uh, 
just recognizing the bigger picture of addiction uh, versus living free. Sure. How does uh, living free feel for you now, kind of now that you've tackled <clears throat> some of these demons? Well, I'm comfortable with um, who I am as far as, you know, I just can't phantom going back to the life of addiction uh, because I was, I had reached a point of being out of control um, and very uncomfortable with myself. And now I can uh, just go about every day on a, without a lot of expectations and, and just being confident in what I'm doing. Tell me what what are your plans going forward? Well, at this point, uh, I have a, a long term employment in food service, and I'm trying to get uh, some computer training so that I can potentially move away from the labor side of of food service and um, look more towards management side of food service computer skills being my weakest point uh so how are you doing with that when i came down and got you you were working on the computer i'm attempting to work through uh weoa mm -hmm. um program and potentially looking at the ouija's program uh that might offer some assistance with with computers. So WIOA is Workforce Investment Opportunity. What is WIGES? Do you know? WIGES, I'm not sure what the acronym is. Uh, I'm, it is a program designed to help uh, formerly incarcerated okay. uh, citizens. Great. So you, you want to go into management. You're going to update your computer skills. What other... Uh, what do you think, what gives you hope? Well, I haven't had a driver's license for many, many years. And right now I'm in the process of uh, obtaining a driver's license. So that's probably the next big step in change for me is um, being able to own and operate a motor vehicle which will expand my ability to uh, be around family that don't live here. My father lives in Grand Junction, my mother lives in Omaha, Nebraska um, and so without the driver's license I'm kind of locked into Denver. When I get to the point where I can own and operate a vehicle I can start to reconnect with family. So that's great. So that's one of your goals going forward is to get your driver's license, work toward getting a vehicle, and then you can have some, it'll increase your mobility, right? Correct. Yeah, that's a, it's a big step. Do you have Very some other goals like that that you're looking for? Affordable housing. <laughs> okay. Affordable housing. You do live in Denver. I know. <laughs> that's a tough call. Uh, I live in Denver. I rent a studio apartment which is fine for a single man 
I would like to find something a little bit more comfortable, uh, one bedroom that that I could actually afford at this point. Yeah, I have, um, you know, potentially I would like to look into owning a home someday. I'm not sure how realistic that is or not. But you, do you see yourself staying in Denver? At this point, yes. Okay. At this point, yes. If not within Denver city limits, you know, within the, the greater metro Denver somewhere. Mm-hmm. What do you want people to know about you that you think they don't understand? Or once they hear that you've had a felony, they kind of... A lot of people stop at that point and don't think there's very much more to hear about somebody. What don't people, what do, what do we need to know about you? Well, in my case, a felony offense was a a very immediate awakening because I had spent most of my life thinking that things were okay uh, and that my drinking was not a problem. Um with the felony offense alcohol related uh it was a wide it was a very immediate awakening to changing my life at this point and um moving forward you know i think uh that having a felony offense has not pre- stopped me from uh being a good employee has not stopped me from being a, a responsible citizen. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, without the help of organizations like Denver Matters, uh, Breakthrough Career Pathways Collaborative, Second Chance Center, um, WIOA, Ouija's, all of these programs that are designed to help pe- formerly incarcerated people to move forward, and uh, those pro these programs have, have been a big um, asset in my stability at this point. And it's what I want people to know is that uh, it it is definitely possible to change. Sometimes I don't think that I am a an immediate spokesperson or role model. However, I think that uh, by not relapsing and not um, re- being regressed or the recidiv- keeping my recidivism rate out of the percentages, uh, hopefully will help others. It feels like you've. Uh taken advantage of the opportunities that have been put in front of you to make those steps forward to keep yourself on the right track. Absolutely. You know, it's, um, I don't look at it as being hard. Uh, it, it's a mindset that has to occur um, first. You have to make the decision to change and then follow through with the uh, behaviors and the and, and whatever obligations are are needed. Yeah, let me ask you a question about regrets. I mean, I think we all get to this point in our life where you have some regrets. But the other thing is that because of some of the things that happened for you, you're now sober. 
And mm-hmm. so, kind of where where are you? Do you have regrets? I don't know that I have regrets. I have a lot of remorse, and I feel, you know, there were definitely some bad things that I did uh, over a long period of time, over a 30-year drinking career, <laughs> um, that I wish I had not done. But to say that I have major regrets... No. Do you feel like you've gotten to where you are today as kind of one step at a time? Yeah, unfortunately, they call it a school of hard knocks. And, uh, you know, I maybe needed to, to experience the full gamut before I was ready to change. I like the way you uh, you talk about you had a 30-year career in drinking and now you've started your new career in food services. Well, I worked with food service when I was drinking also. that's It's more a chance to the new starting life again, starting over again, uh, gives me an opportunity to, to just be live more simply and be contented with without a lot of complications you know that's I think that's the big thing I'm content and don't need to complicate my life as a result of addiction yeah Dominic do you have any uh, advice for people it's my advice to people um in the programs that I've been through is always to plan to do the next right thing on a daily basis. Just uh, get up and suit up and uh, try to carry yourself through the day doing the right thing. Showing up on time. um, Being where you're supposed to be. uh, Talking to people that you know are like-minded. Um, not being around bad influences, being grateful for what you have today and learning to let go of what you've lost from the past. Well, I want to tell you that, one, thank you so much for coming in. I know today is your day off and you made some time to come in and sit down and visit with me. We hadn't met before today and so I'm so uh, happy to hear your story. And I really want to tell you that your voice matters and what you are saying is important. And I think that you sharing that with us through Denver Urban Matters today and people who you're meeting in your your meetings and where you work and in your community, that you're going to make a difference in people's lives because you've taken the hard steps to make progress in your life and other people can too. So I want to thank you for coming in today and and telling me your story well thank you you know there's been so many small factors that uh that denver matters specifically helped me with uh initially when i came out and felt like that that the uh the task was maybe overwhelming but um you know 
Denver Matters helped me with hygiene. Denver Matters helped me with um, vouchers to get um, clothing. Denver Matters helped me with bus passes. Uh, Denver Matters helped me with um, uh, obtaining work boots, work pants. Um, and there was, uh, it helped me to get a lifeline telephone, uh, a voice box mail. I attended a CPR certification. Um, I attended and received a serve safe certification and I, I think that maybe the most important and long-lasting thing that's happened here at Denver Matters is both of the case managers that I worked with here I am still in touch with over two years later two and a half years later I still am in touch with uh, the two people who helped me through that initial year of um, establishing work, uh, being granted parole, um, moving out to an apartment on my own, um, furnishing an apartment, and just uh, just knowing that they cared enough to <clears throat> to listen and give me guidance, maybe give me phone numbers, maybe give me addresses. Uh, in a in a very large city that I was unfamiliar with, was um, helpful, and I find it, you know, coming over here to Denver matters. I haven't been here for roughly a year, but it, coming over to Denver matters today, I felt very welcomed and uh, and recognized that this was a starting point for me. All right, it's on you now. Keep going. Yeah. Give me a high five. All right. I can't thank Dominic enough for sitting down and being willing to talk about his troubled past and spelling out the steps he has taken to get and stay sober and to talk about his goals for the f his future. I recently received a call from Dominic asking for a referral to help get him to the next place. He is trying to find affordable housing and would love to own a home at some point. He has definitely moved from what he calls his 30-year drinking career by getting up, suiting up, showing up, and doing the next right thing. It's time to let you know that Denver Urban Matters as we know it is going away, and our last day of services is on August 31st. We are merging with St. Francis Center, and eventually they will use the Denham location to help build permanent housing. They have also taken on a few of our programs, employment services, and urban education. But this means there won't be a food pantry anymore. This is a tough one for the staff, volunteers, board, and donors, but mostly for those who come to Denham for this crucial service. This is the end of an era providing basic services right here in the heart of Denver in the ever-changing neighborhood of Capitol Hill within 15 feet of the 15 bus charging up and down Colfax, moving thousands of people through this dynamic city. We are sad. I'm going to try to keep this podcast going. 
In my more than 25 years of working in basic human services, the opportunity for those who seek services to have someone listen to them and find a place where their voice and story are valued are limited. There are plenty of people in this city who need a platform to tell their story. It might take me a while to get the next one up and ready to go, so don't give up on me. I am determined to continue to find ways to let those who need to hear it the most that their voice matters. Thank you.